The Monsters Playbook is an adventure podcast for grown-ups. It contains violence and profanity and deals with adult themes that may be uncomfortable for some listeners. Specific content warnings can be found in the episode's show notes. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Monsters Playbook, an actual play Monster of the Week podcast where it's fun to be sad and sad to be fun. This week on the cover story, the best chance our heroes have to stave off Armageddon has been repurposed by a very annoying cult. And if that's not enough, the fuel to keep their machine running involves entirely more death than we're comfortable with. The gang's all here, and they're ready to get to saving the day. I'm John, and I play Mark Clayton. I'm Lauren, and I play Kira and Anna Ashwood. I'm Maya, and I play Theo Nessos. I'm Johnny, I play literally everybody else, and if we've gotten all of those Thugamon jokes out of our systems, let's start the episode. So there you are, you are still at the Dawnbreak headquarters, I believe, and Edgar has just told you that there has indeed been an attack. An attack? What... What kind of attack? What happened? By all accounts, it was an ordinary stabbing, but there are two details that, well, put it onto our radar. One is the victim had an inordinate amount of blood loss, and the second was that there was unexplained evidence, at least from the local constabulary, that we un- we know to be ectoplasm, the leavings of ghostly beings. Okay. Maybe this undying soldier... Perhaps. Is it? Is there any worth in going to the crime scene in question, or should we go directly to try to find this other woman? That is up to you. Kind of ask on the group, I think. The woman knows more about Theomon, right? She knows more about Theomon, yes. I don't know. I'm kind of neutral. Like, part of me wonders about going and talking to Gail. Uh, yep, Gail Friedberg. And getting whatever information she has and knows. And wasn't she like, in th- not enthralled, but like obsessed with Thugamon? That's the word. Yes. Yep. I think she was obsessed with Thugamon and I believe vice versa. We can we can start there. We'll start with Gail. See if there's anything she, interesting that she can tell us. I mean, the one thing that we do know is that if we can bring a, a lot of blood somewhere, that we can also draw this cult's attention. So I don't know if there's something we could do with that. Where are we going to get a lot of blood? It's just just a just a, a note that we might want to keep in mind if we need to get their attention. I could find you some blood, Donovan. Yep. Let's let's just go to Gale for the moment. If we're talking about blood, I mean, we don't necessarily need to obtain the blood. We just need to allude to there being a lot of blood. So transmit something, or I'm able to. I mean, we're technically a lot of blood. Could you use your telepathy to implant a thought in one of their minds that there is a lot of blood in a specific location? That's kind of what I was thinking is that, you know, I don't need to necessarily have the physical blood. It can just be a like just some a thought. Yeah, that's an interesting idea. Maybe maybe I could have you help out or something like that by um, helping me conjure this idea or something. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll channel it. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, it sounds very weird and that's right up our alley. So let's go to Gail's. Figure out if we can find more about what we're dealing with. I just hope we don't have any more dead bodies that we need to worry about along the way. We could always send somebody ahead. So what are you doing? I think we're going to Gail's. 
I would maybe have Donovan if he would want to uh, scope it out, uh, the other location. The Yeah, see what, what happened with the stabbing, see if there's anything of interest. I mean, I'm kind of imagining it's just like a crime scene at the moment, so I doubt really anything's going on. But if there's anything that he can find, maybe just investigate. Okay, he'll go and then roll um, investigate a mystery on his behalf. So that is an eight only. See if you can find anything, maybe any idea of maybe where it would have gone, anything that we could use to track down these things, anything maybe about how this ghost killed. Just suss it out, see what, we, see what we're dealing with. Okay. And then we will head to Gail's place. Okay, you drive on over to Golden Valley. You get there in, you know, 45 minutes. What's your approach going to be? So you just like park in the street in front of this lady's house? <sighs> at least like what three two sets of cars yeah i'm thinking maybe we have the second car stay back and maybe only a few of us head in theo can observe stay behind and observe the place that might not be a bad idea i was thinking john slash mark if you're up for it maybe we could use our uh coverage as uh reporters uh nothing like pretending like we're reporters like we're doing our jobs <laughs> <laughs> mark and i could go ahead and then the rest Stay back and observe, ready to jump in if we need to. Sounds like a plan to me. And so I know for my immediate needs, everybody else who's staying back is Theo, Nick, Tommy, Yano. Ketrell. I think that's it. I think all the other Dombrick people are probably staying back. Okay. Well, their degree, at least, at the very least, is working on putting that device together, the insight. And um, I think... I might have had Donovan actually take some other people with him just so that he's not alone and then have them report to me if they find out anything. Can Theo use magic to observe Kira and Mark as they go into the house? I don't know. Can she? 14 advance move. Sheesh. So I think with that, I will basically allow you to also ask a question as though you had rolled read a bad situation. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? She has a very oddly locked cellar door. Like in sort of the side yard, there's a cellar door, but it's extremely heavy. Looks almost like a fallout shelter. So Mark and Kira will head up to the front of the house. Okay. I think Mark on his way up is like reciting how to be a reporter again. He's like, hello, I'm from the Daily Tuba. Hello, I'm from the Daily Tuba. I'm, f uh, shit. <laughs> Often loud, annoying daily. Wait. Daily <laughs> loud, tuba <laughs> annoying. I don't know annoying daily. Okay, so you walk up to the front door and do what? Wait for her to answer. I think Mark goes to knock on the door and I feel like Kira would too and we both are like, uh, uh. Do you, you can do, you, you, you can. No, you go. <laughs> no, no, you go. No, you, you should do it. And I think Mark just like. <laughs> Kira just palms Mark's fist and then knocks on the door. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine there being like a thud, just doosh. <laughs> There's, it's one of those doors that has like a little, like a greeting card sized face door. It sort of swings open on the inside and you see just the, the nose and up <laughs> of this like, you know, old woman, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And she's like, uh, 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 I don't, uh, I don't want any. Miss Friedberg, we're, Hi. sorry, we're not uh, trying to solicit anything. We're actually with uh, the Daily Tuba. We're hoping to ask you some questions. I don't, I don't want to buy another newspaper either. No, we're not trying to sell. We're actually hoping. I get all my news on the internet. Hoping to interview you about something that I, I've heard you know quite a bit about. Fugumon? How do you know that name? We have a lot of good connections at the Daily Tuba. Magic. 
<laughs> oh my god, John. <laughs> Roll manipulate someone. Me or John or Mark or what? Kira. I was going to say magic probably wouldn't sell it. Mark can roll help out. Magic. Uh, I rolled a 13 advanced move. How old of an old woman are we talking? Like 70s or 80s. I think she'll open the door, but not the like storm door. So you can see her. And she is like a stout old woman. Mm-hmm. I think she's wearing just like a really fluffy sweater, frumpy jeans. And she just kind of leans against the door jam and is like, what kind of a thing are you writing? About Thugamon. Well, hopefully, with your help, the truth. The truth of Thugamon could sear off the top layer of your brain, girl. Oh, well, prepared to be flamed. Can you please uh, <laughs> enlighten me? <laughs> Prepare to be flamed? <laughs> Mark chuckles a little bit. <laughs> I think Kira kind of just like... Elbows him. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. And then she'll push the door open and be like, do come in. Coffee? Oh, no, thank you. I don't have caffeine after three. I'll take some. <laughs> Kira shoots Mark a look like. <laughs> what? I like coffee. Theo. I update everybody in the car, including Nick and Tommy in theirs, so that they made it in. Uh, and I want to tell you that something that you notice with your continuing advanced move is that the moment... Mark stepped inside the house. Something in the basement stirred. Oh, no. Um, I was going to ask two questions. One, which of the Sparks brothers is the most, like, sneakiest and good at breaking into things? Breaking into things, I think, would be Nick. Especially if you want to do it discreetly. Okay. I'm wondering if Theo could get out of the van and, like, go over to the Sparks brothers' car. Hey, Nick. There is a cellar door that is kind of suspicious. Wondering if maybe you and I can check it out. We'll manipulate someone. Um, that's gonna be a six. Oh boy. Can Anna help potentially? How? I think if he tries to give her like any sort of typical Nick Nickness, I think she, <laughs> she'll be like, do not be an asshole today. <laughs> Anna, if you want to roll help out by being Anna about it. Yeah, no, she's not going to be like, Nick, come, come on. on. She's, fuck you, be nice. Uh, <laughs> that's a 12 advanced move. You know I spoil you. Oh, wait, with a help out, it becomes a... With an advanced move, it becomes a 12. Well then, let's check out that trap door. <laughs> 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 Just a heads up, uh, when Mark entered the house, something down there stirred, so there might be something down there. So bring your biggest gun. I think Nick and Tommy will look at each other and then they will both say at the same time, he'll bring the second biggest gun. I'll bring the second biggest gun. (laughs) What's the first biggest gun? (laughs) Not yet, kid. Okay. So yeah, he will go into the back. Maybe I'll let you weigh in on this. Would you prefer him to bring a shotgun or a rifle? Okay. Do rifle. So yeah, he will bring pretty huge gunmetal gray rifle. It's got a clip. That's like double the size of Nick's hand. It's fluted at the end or fluted in the, I don't know what fluted actually means, but it spreads out at the end. Fluted is the the detailing on the barrel. Fluted on the barrel. I know guns. I know things about guns. (laughs) (laughs) I think they're great. I'm not scared of them at all. Let's try and go as stealthily as possible. You got it. Relaxed under pressure. 11. So yeah, you two crouch walk over and I think 
with some luck, you don't believe anybody else in the neighborhood is looking at you. And you sidle up to this huge metal door. It's got like a um a big like like a valve, like a like a wheel to open it. And it also has a um you know, like a five digit uh number entry with rotating barrels. Any idea how to get into that? If you can give me some time, I can try to crack it. Yeah, I'm not in a rush. Okay. He will fully lie down on it, like spread his body out and rest his cheek and ear against the side of it, and then start gingerly turning the different numbered barrels. And that will go on for an uncomfortable amount of time. Inside, Mark, a hot mug of coffee has been placed in front of you, but worth noting, you can see all the way to the bottom of it. It's not very strong. I think Mark takes the the drink and just kind of swings it around. And is there like coffee grounds in it? Or is it just like... No, I think she... Because I think she made it with like a Mr. Coffee. It's not ineptly made. It's just poorly made. (laughs) Thank you. Then she'll sit down across from you with a mug of her own that she will dilute again almost half with skim milk. Can I read a bad situation on this coffee? Sure. Eight. What do you want to know about it? Has anything been added to it other than coffee? She took this mug from a different cupboard than the one she took her own. Oh. Nothing was added to the mug. Can I secretly boil the water? Sure. Roll use magic. Eight. Here's what I want to say. Pick a glitch and you can't pick the effect is weakened or of short duration. Mm. Unwanted side effect. So, Mark... As she sort of sits down and is like, so how did you, what sort of connections put you on to, I think she'll call him the Young King Thugamon. But as that's happening, Mark's mug begins to boil and then steam and then like sublimate into a a sort of gas. Uh, Can I try to catch her attention (laughs) to like distract? Well, the both of you are going to need to roll act under pressure for me. Seven for Kira. Fourteen. And it's an advanced nice. move. Hey. Okay. If I'm fire, can I just... No, no, never mind. No, no, I'm not even going to... What, what, nope. what was that? What was that? Don't give him ideas. No, no. <laughs> what I think will happen is, Mark, you like scoot your chair back away from it. Do your best to fan it away from you. Not before. Kira actually inhales a bunch of it. Well, not a bunch. Just a little bit. Okay. And then you... Breathe it out. Whoa, what? <clears throat> what's what's going on with that? What kind of coffee is this? Gail looks less shocked than I think you think she should. Mm-hmm. She's just sort of like, well, that's odd. It's never done that before. Never done that before. This is coffee, right? Yes, that's right. It's coffee. And as she says that, Kira, you hear her say, coffee. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. And everything goes a little bit blurry. Mrs. Friedberg. I have some questions for you. That's fine. I have questions for you also. Let's do one to one. What do you say? She's trying really hard to focus. Is it is it noticeable? Like, can I tell that she knows what's going on? Is it obvious to me that she's like struggling right now or is she hiding it pretty well? Yes. I think... She may be hiding it from Gail, but you guys are pretty good friends. Okay. I think that. I see. Theo still able to like observe and keep an eye on Kira and Mark? Mm-hmm. So Theo can see this happen? Mm-hmm. Her. Okay. 
Uh, Gail, you said your game is Gail. Um, tell me what. Uh... No, that was a question. Yes, my name is Gail. What's your name? Oh, we didn't tell you. Uh, I'm Kira. You are oddly compelled to tell her the other names too. All of them? As many as you have. I'm Kira, and I'm McCleary, and I used to be Anna, uh, um, and I am Ruth, and Amber, and Volka. I think Mark chimes in and is just like, Kira, um, are you drunk? Are you, are you okay? Mark, roll manipulate someone. Eight. Okay, so you are able to sort of stop before she lists entirely too many. Like, I think before she gets to the I used to be Anna part. And just be like, hub, 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 make enough noise that you uh, distract Kira away from it. And you have the table's attention. Kira, uh, why don't we... Your turn. <laughs> I think Mark just turns and is like, go on. <laughs> so too does Gale. Where does Thugamon's followers congregate these days? Congregate. Mm. <laughs> it's one of those... <laughs> it's one of those words. Hmm... Congregate. Can I use mental dominion when she asks that question? To do what? To compel her to answer? To compel, compel to answer but spill the beans about who she is and what, what she's doing. Why don't you roll that? Seven. You can give her one command. What are you hiding from us? Which question do you want the answer from first? Congregate one since I asked it first. Yes, because I think this happens after she says that. Congregate. Have you ever, like, heard a word so many times it just loses its meaning? I feel like Dockers is chiming in by this point. Congregate. (laughs) (laughs) Congregate. Words are weird. Weird. We are weird. Weird. Words are weird. (laughs) I feel like Mark is just standing there. And this is happening between both of you. <laughs> just like, Mark just what is like happening? Fed up, like, oh my god. <laughs> well, these days they meet in the Golden Valley Lutheran Church, and then she turns to you, Mark, and says, "Do you mean the simulacrum in the basement?" Uh, yeah, tell me about that. No simulacrum. What do you mean? No, you just you just told me about it. No fair. What do you really want with the young King Thugamon? See, we're special types of reporters. We're here to to solve something. She'll turn to Kira and be like, is that so? Kira, roll act under pressure. Even though I know how this is going to go. 13. <laughs> Advanced. <laughs> okay. So you are, I think, able to shake yourself free of the drug's influence and can answer however you want. Just like speeds up. That is... So we are um, special kinds of reporters. We report on weird things. Weird things like the cult of Thugamon. Cult. Well, he certainly has a, a following. So did Jesus. So did Abraham. Is that how you see him? Why do you follow him? Oh, those men were just humans. Hmm. Just men. She taps a finger on her, her coffee, takes a big old sip. Well, you see, my friend and I aren't exactly human either. I want Kira to pop her wings out. She arches her eyebrows and then looks up at you over the top of her mug. Aha. You have an interesting trick too, I'm sure, Mark. Thugma means nothing to the prince of the Sky King. Uh, oh. oh. <laughs> Drops Mike, walks away. Oh, my. Goodbye, you. Talking shit. Swing. 
armor appears. Power move. Then <laughs> Q just kind of like looks at you and is like, okay, all right. <laughs> so we're going that route, okay? <laughs> I think Mark removes his glasses and just puts it in his pocket. All right. Which brings us to why we're here. What's the cult trying to do, Miss Freeberg? They've been killing lots of people lately. Just heard about another one on the way over here. We used to have a noble goal, you know. Which was what? Well, in those days, it was about peace and love. Everything was, really. You know what happens when a bunch of peace and love-loving hippies find, well, a godling? Put your faith in the wrong thing. No, we didn't. He did. We were supposed to be a vessel to bring his goodness and glory into our world. But then, you know, I guess it's influence like that can go both ways, I suppose. And over time... Maybe he learned his impatience from us. When they found that damn treasure machine, damn if they didn't become the cult you called them. What is this treasure machine? And what do they want with one of my friends? It's a false promise. It's an illusion. But it's a version of what the young king wanted, and it's something that they could give to him over and over and over. But any machine needs fuel. Which is why they're getting the blood. They're still doing it. Ah, those idiots. What's the deal with the simulacrum downstairs? Is that this vessel you were talking about? I think she'll raise her voice a little bit. Oh, the followers had not a damn thing to do with my princeling. I I made that all on my own, and they can't have him. And I think you will hear a rumbling from below. What is what is a princeling? She's talking about the thing in the basement. That's what she's calling the princeling. How's Nick doing on that lock? Roll act under pressure for him. I'm also wondering if I could if I could open up my brain to the psychic environment around us okay. using the sensitive like move that I have as the searcher. Nick rolled an 11 for act under pressure. Theo rolled 11 as well. So I get... A definite impression, a vision, a tangible aura, overheard thoughts um, about something important. And I think Theo's trying to push her senses and mind to the basement in particular. There is something in the basement, something large, that is many times stronger than it is smart. The tangible aura that you kind of get from it, honestly, it reminds you of Catrell, a sort of something from there bound via artificial means to a body on this side. Would I know, Johnny, if I could banish this spirit out of this body? If you could get close and do some stuff to it, maybe. Certainly not from here. Yeah. I was just wondering, like, in maybe preparation, because that's a magical effect that I can do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you'd have to do, basically inscribe some runes upon it. I would think, yeah, you'd have to get close and then be able to deftly apply magical inscriptions. Okay, so did Nick unlock this? I want this to be like you close your eyes and then when you open them again, uh, they are glowing a kind of tealish cyan instead of their normal color. And you just like look through and see the outline of this thing and you can see, yes, that the like... The body of it, which is large, does not quite match the spirit outline of it, which is a bit smaller and oddly shaped and is, as as before, sort of stapled to the physical presence by means of some kind of ethereal attachment. 
and then you close your eyes and your eyes sort of come back to normal and then you hear a clack and then a, a small ah. Okay, I think Theo's gonna like touch Nick's arm. We should wait. There's definitely something huge in there. Things sound like they're going okay with Kira and Mark, but maybe we should just hold. He'll heft his rifle and be like, there's something huge up here too. Yeah, but this thing is like, it's like Catrell, but not childlike. We'll manipulate someone. 13. <laughs> we don't need a full-blown battle out here. He'll like grip the barrel of the rifle in frustration and then be like, fine. And then heft it back over his shoulder and like go down to one knee and await word. So how you been? <laughs> Seriously? Meanwhile, inside. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the last thing she had said? She said that the princeling, they had nothing to do with him and they can't have him. After you'd asked about the thing in the basement. So what are you trying to do with this simulacrum? With the princeling, I'm trying to do what we were trying to do in the beginning. To expand his reign. To bring his joy. I'm not going to settle for... Uh, false hope. I'm not going to give my lord a toy. But his his kingdom was destroyed. I can attest to that. We've seen it ourselves. It's nothing living there anymore. They call it the Dead Sea. You mean his father's kingdom. So you what? You want to bring him here so that he can reign here on Earth? Have you not been paying attention? I just want to make sure we're clear because you've been talking about how you wanted to create a vessel for him to expand his reign. But then you were also saying that there's his other followers. I don't, I'm unclear. Are they, were they trying to do the same or something different? They were until they found an easier way. The treasure machine? Ugh. What the fuck is the treasure machine? I am going to need for Mark to roll manipulate someone and Kira to roll help out. <laughs> well, that didn't go well. Five. It's okay. I rolled a 10, which means that you get a plus 2D roll because I have helping hand. So that makes yours a 7. Something they stole from that government stooge. The heat sink. It keeps our young king in a permanent sort of artificial ruling bliss. He decided he wanted it. They decided they could get it for him. I decided I wasn't going to settle. Don't you understand? The death of the sea is proof of our lord's destiny a home destroyed nowhere to return to this is why he needs us and why we need him i think she gestures to you mark and is like you understand right <sighs> you are now as he was once would you allow me to use monster empathy on her okay so i have to roll plus charm okay so i rolled a 10 so i get two holds i'm wondering if i want to ask her what would it accept is good enough for now to like cooperate with us is kind of what I'm like trying to grok. She's she's mentioned the the treasure machine mm -hmm. more or less. Like I'm trying to know like what would convince her to like that we believe her or that like we want to get this heat sink away from these people or what you know what I mean. If you can convince her that what you want is to take the treasure machine away from them, she would be in in for doing that. Okay. And I have another question, so I guess I'd ask, what does it most desire? To bear the young king's child. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. No. Babe, babe and mama. Don't like. Dislike. <laughs> Kira picks up all of these vibes, and she just kind of goes, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mark spits out coffee, doesn't actually have. 
<laughs> Mark conjures coffee to spit out. Picks up her mug, takes a big sip, and spits it out. The treasure machine that you're talking about is actually why we came here in the first place. To us, we know it as the heat sink, and we very desperately want to get it away from these people. And we could do that, but we might need your help. You'll need more than just my help. And she will slam a foot on the ground, and from below, you'll hear like a... Oh, God. Oh, my God. Hey, it sounds like Ash. <laughs> oh, uh, waking him up, I see. Don't be stupid. He doesn't sleep. Of course not. Through him, all things are possible. <laughs> what do you know about this, uh, this treasure machine? What can it do? How are they using it? Roll investigate a mystery. Nine. Okay. I can tell you one thing about it, and it's a version of the truth because it's what she knows. So the story from her perspective is that over time, she blames as a result of the inevitable disgustification of any 60s or 70s era religious commune. Their like base humanity rubbed off on him and his goal shifted from like healing the world to ruling it. And the treasure machine basically has, from a certain perspective, the shape of an entire world that as long as they can keep it running for him, he can effortlessly rule over that. Oh, so he's kind of like almost like in a simulator in a way. That's not how she'd put it, but you could interpret it that way. Do you know anything about this undying soldier that they have? Not with an eight. Actually, Mark, why don't, why don't you roll investigate a mystery? because it pleases me to do so. I got an 11. As regards the Undying Soldier, what do you want to know? Maybe like, what can it do? I don't, I don't know. What, you, what do you think, John? You rolled it. My thought was just to know what we're up against. What should we be worried about with regard to the Undying Soldier? So as I think you've intuited so far, she is at heart a ghost. But what you should be worried about of her is... Over her time in service to the followers, her like energy, that is that which makes her up entirely, has shifted and been corrupted in some way that they don't really understand, nor do they care to, because the other thing that you should be worried about is that she can become physical or ethereal essentially at will. Okay, cool. Uh, so you said that she like stomped the ground or whatever, and this thing starts to like move. Does it come up the stairs or what? Oh, he won't fit up the stairs in here. We'll meet him outside. Ah, right. Okay. Um, Mark, you do have one more question. If you want to know something else about the Undying Soldier. Where does it reside? She goes wherever they send her. But when her mission is done, or should she ever be damaged, she will return where they've housed the majority of her living remains at the Gethsemane Cemetery in the north of town. Where her remains are? Not all of them, though. They're not stupid. I was going to say, what if we eradicated the bones? Well, we don't know where they all are. It's a problem. Only some of them are there. But we could maybe find the rest. I was going to say, we might be able to do a ritual to find the rest. Real quick, uh, Mark, you hear a small voice go, Oh, oh weird. That's where I'm buried. Aww. Wait. You're buried there? And I think Mark just in in not paying attention just says that out loud. <laughs> oh. mm. 
Uh, I mean... No fool, she is. Oh, r- right. He he messes up his tenses sometimes in point, yeah, sometimes. I understand time is confusing for those of the sky. Mm-hmm. Barkrow manipulates someone, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, that'd be a nine. She's suspicious, I think, but she won't press the issue. And But what you ask that, Dockers, is like, well, I mean, like, not like me, me, because, I mean, you know, I was sort of shallow grave and shit, but like, I got a stone. There's an empty coffin over there with my name on it. Well, this has certainly been illuminating, but we should probably actually get going to go find this treasure machine. Theo. Yeah. You were going to say and do something. Well, I think Theo, like, hits Nick and is just like, hey. Hey, we um they might be coming out here. We might need what? to I'm waiting. Okay, but they might be coming out here. Can you lock this back up? Yeah, just uh let me and then he like reaches towards it and uh oh the valve begins to turn. <laughs> like something's coming. He looks at you, eyes wide, I think grabs your wrist and runs you to the back of the house. Okay. From the safety of which you see the door get thrown open, these metal doors slamming into the grass. And then you just, at first, just hear the stomps. And then you see a hand, probably as wide as like your shoulders, reach up and uh, land on the outside ground. And then just this hulking, grayish, hairless, shirtless figure walks up and out and kind of looks left and right and you can see that it's um it looks like long dead and almost waterlogged like its lips are purple its eyes are just grayish cloud and it's wearing like navy blue cargo pants and huge must have been custom made boots how tall is it probably like seven feet like andre the giant something like that like not necessarily inhumanly large, but superhumanly large. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you see it just kind of stomp casually towards the front of the house where it stops. And then Gail looks out the front window and says, well, we're ready when you are. Hmm. Right. <sighs> okay. I guess they'll come with. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... I don't love it, but whatever. Kira will walk outside. Mark will walk outside. And as I think again, as you come into view, Mark, this thing will like sort of rear up like a dog that's just seen a squirrel and sort of like look at you and sort of like make halting moves towards you before yeah. Gail goes, ah, tut, 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 and like hunched kind of waddles over to it and is like it's fine it's fine hey hey and like pets him on the cheek uh, he's like still looking at you kind of growling they're okay they're okay you're okay i think mark makes a growling noise he didn't know that he had <laughs> what's that growling noise sound like mark clayton <laughs> like your kid <laughs> like fletcher <laughs> mark purrs <laughs> I didn't expect to like that, and I didn't. So where do you all want to go now? From what it sounds like, we have maybe two different places to check out either the church, the congregation where the the followers all go, or maybe the cemetery. I am wondering, have I heard anything more from Donovan? 
at this point? Yes. So I'm interested in cemetery. What do you want to know about the crime scene? If there's any like clues maybe on like where the thing went, possibly after. If there's like an the ectoplasm that was left behind, maybe there's like a, a, a trail. What Donovan can tell, having deftly charmed his way into the crime scene. <laughs> would he have charmed his way in or would he have just like snuck in when nobody could see him? I feel like I was thinking he would do it more covertly, getting an aerial view to see what's going on. And then when the moment is right, just like pop down. Fly in through a window that he could open and then sneak downstairs. Yes. So the entire attack took place on the first floor, essentially in the entryway. And it does appear to have been done by means of a pretty jagged but sharp dagger. He can tell that postmortem a good deal of blood was removed by means of a sort of intravenous suction. And then the placement of the ectoplasm is suspicious because it does go through a number of walls in what would essentially be a straight line. And I think in collaboration with you of figuring out where that house is in relation to the two places you're considering, it does appear to have gone towards the cemetery. Okay. Well, maybe what we do is... Maybe we go to the cemetery so that we can deal with the ghost. And if we need to draw the rest of the cult people there, um, we can try that other thing with the blood that we were talking about by maybe doing using tune-in or, or telepathy or something to maybe bring them to us. I feel like if we know that the ghost's part of her remains are there, it might not be a bad idea to figure out where her grave is so that we can maybe get one of those bones and figure out where the rest of them are maybe do some sort of spell. So I, I I vote cemetery. I vote cemetery too. I think we have some opportunities there that we need to uh, deal with. Do the Sparks brothers have them, some of those chains? Oh, no, I think I want to have like, Theo, you can hear as much of Nick's like very low volume walkie talkie and you can hear Tommy's voice being like, uh, I guess we're not scared of the giant monster thing in the front yard anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Turn that off. Gonna give away our position. Do the Sparks Brothers have, I forget the- Oh, you were wanting like restraints? Yeah, I'm wondering, cause I can't remember. Do those chains actually work on ghosts? Cause they were like special chains. Mm-hmm. They like had magical restraints. Did the Sparks Brothers have them? Because Casey had took those from the Invisible Family. No, they had their own. Well, the, if, you, if you'll recall during Outbreak, during the season one finale, they had some sort of magical chains. I think they haven't used them on ghosts. Uh-huh. Would they have something maybe that would work on a ghost to restrain it? Or I think technically to restrain a ghost, all you would properly need would be cold iron. Usually what they would use would be a circle. If you can get okay. it into pre-prepared circle, usually with salt or chalk, as long as you don't break the circle, you can trap it. Okay. Yeah, then I would make sure that we would have some of those materials because Anna honestly has a uh, one of her abjuration effects can do that. Does that, yeah. So I'm like, I'm just kind of wondering if maybe we could simulate that and maybe plan if we could try to draw the ghost's attention, we could maybe try to trap it when we get there. So yeah, I think cemetery is the way to go. Yeah, Kira, we'll, Kira, we'll go over to, back over to the Sparks Brothers and like sees Theo and Nick maybe around the corner. I think we're just hiding at the back of the house, and I think that Theo and Nick would have to, like, jump some fences and, like, rendezvous with you guys or something. Yeah, like, Kira kind of, like, waves down the, the car. Yeah, so, um, Prince Sling 
is going to um, help us get the heat sink out of these uh, cult members' hands. They want to join in the fight. So, bringing them along. The more the merrier. And then Mark jumps in. <laughs> and I think for her part, uh, the princeling will sort of like go over and one-handed lift up the garage door on the other side of which is like a basically an unmarked U-Haul that he will crawl into the back of and Gail will drive. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> and you are headed to the cemetery. Who is driving? Yano is driving the clockwork child. Theo will rendezvous back with them. I'm guessing... Sparks Brothers will take their car. Yep. And then Kira will probably drive hers. Yep. So Sparks Brothers in their own vehicle. Kira will drive probably with Mark and Catrail. And then Yano, Anna, and Theo will stay in the clockwork child van. You head to the cemetery at the north of town. Kira roll, act under pressure to drive. Do you remember how to drive? <laughs> Six. Oh. <laughs> Let me just put this into reverse. Johnny's so excited. I am so happy. Unless I get any bonuses, but I don't think I do. <clears throat> Could I like roll help out for Yana? You can roll read a bad situation. I think I think Kira's still delirious from the uh, coffee incident. <laughs> yeah. She's like, God damn it, Mark. Why do you have to like use your powers everywhere we go? Well, I, <laughs> I, 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 Oh, I guess I did use powers there. I was going to say, I just did a weird flex, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, and then I got, like, stoned <laughs> with some truth stuff. In his defense, it was a good plan. It literally was like any of those, like, stoner movies you've seen, all of a sudden the drugs just kicked in. Distortion <laughs> 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 noise. <laughs> um, so I rolled a 10. Okay. You and Yano, I think, are aware that your convoy has either been followed by or somehow coincidentally linked up with another convoy. A group of also dissimilar cars that all seem to have similarly dressed drivers. There's four cars with a total of nine people in them that all have the same like pale blue robe. Oh. Otherwise they're just sort of 50 to 70 year old folk. Ah, the nuns. <laughs> I mean, you're probably not far off. Hey, Anna. Yeah. Do, do, do those people look like cultists to you? I mean, either they're in a choir, <laughs> they're doing a sister act reenactment, or they're cultists. I would think maybe cultists, just because, we, you know, that's kind of what we're dealing with, but... Yeah, and they're kind of, like, going the same way that we are. Mm. Um, I kind of think that maybe this is, like, uh, Thugamon's cultists... Mm-hmm. This is Thugamon's team. Probably. They've, they've caught wind that they're that we're maybe uh, on the case or something. Johnny, mm -hmm. could I do a thing? Probably. What kind of a thing? I'd like to dig into, like, one of my many pouches and pull out my nails um, and uh, magically shoot, shoot them towards the tires and try and pop the tires of their car. Wait, what? What if they're going with us? No. Which car is Mark in? Here's car. Okay, so you're not with Anna and... Never mind. And I don't think we've established that you put up Sky Knight so far. <laughs> yeah, nope. Sorry, bud. So can I roll use magic? Mm-hmm. Um, Theo rolled an 11, so she's gonna... I'm guessing the van is like crank windows? Yeah, absolutely it's crank windows. Yeah, so they're gonna like crank the window in one hand, like float and levitate these nails, shoot them out the window at these tires. 
you do that, yeah, so what the driver of the car next to your car, eyes wide, kind of look to the passenger and say something, but you can't hear them. They're like, oh, and they'll just sort of gradually pull over. The person in the passenger seat, you will see them pull out a walkie-talkie, but then they'll sort of fade back and out of sight. All of the rest of you see this car kind of driving parallel with the clockwork child van suddenly blow a tire. Oh, shit. And just like, and pull over and slow down, and you guys go past it. And you're like, that was kind of fucked up. Hmm. Uh, Weird. Theo gives Anna a high five. Nice work. I think at that, Mark is going to open Skynet. What just happened? Nothing. That was weird. Theo. What? They were following us, and they're really suspicious, and they're probably cultists because they're wearing robes. Either cultists, Sister Act reenactment, or maybe graduates, we're not sure, or probably cultists. Or maybe a choir. Yeah, it's probably, probably a cultist. Of note, there's more than one car containing cultists. I was going to say, there's, there's several cultists around us right now, so I don't... I don't know if they're after us. No, but if they're going to the same place as us, like to fuel the treasure machine, then like, why not slow them down? Are the other two cars still going? Yes. Oh, I'll <laughs> blow their tires too. <laughs> Will you? <laughs> as yes. we're talking. Doosh, doosh, doosh. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, that's a nine. Pick a glitch. Does our passenger react to this at all? Well, they're driving their own car. <laughs> they're in their own car, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. It's just me, me, you, um, and Catrell and, and Kira's car. I'm going to use my ancient magics to uh, negate this glitch, but I'll take negative one forward on the next roll. I love that. So, the, yeah, the same thing happens to another of the cars. This one, a station wagon. Other car begins to drive a little bit more aggressively and suspiciously. I don't know how you clock that, but you do. <laughs> Yano points it up. Could Anna find like a spell, maybe quick, quick in the book that like is a equivalent to like just like a fucking jinx like type thing where she just like futzes with like the car's like wheel or something. Anna, roll investigate a mystery. My favorite thing for you to roll. Hey, she didn't do terrible. Uh, nine. Can I help out since we're the ones causing mischief? Yes, but you'll do it minus one. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck it, I'll do it. That only gives me a plus two. Uh, twelve advanced move. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's a uh, twelve then. You're flipping through the book and you find something. You're like, I think I found I found a, a jinx spell. And Theo like looks back and is like, does it say jinx or jank? And you're like, <laughs> oh, it does say jank. Okay, keep looking. Is there like maybe like an oil spill like one or maybe like ooh like overheating and you could like overheat like the engine? What are we? Are we global warming? What? what are- <laughs> like overheat the engine and make them like their engines start to start to smoke i mean i don't know a lot about cars but what you find is corrode corrode okay Ooh, this one uh corrode it's a corrosion spell that'll work oh yeah that would totally work yeah um i want to like corrode the axle on the car like on one of the wheels roll use magic 11 so this will be another chanting spell you'll have to hold the image of the axle or the strut in your mind okay and then basically think aging thoughts what language is this by the way is this gaelic again anna doesn't know okay de ung for bliver aldrig ung what language is that theo i don't fucking know does theo know roll investigate a mystery 14 it's danish i i think with that roll theo 
you monster. You know what it means, which is just fun flavor. It means the young never stay young. Cute. Yeah, so just like that and think of just things getting old. She'll think of like a penny rusting. She'll think of like a fish like rotting. She'll think of like just the the old woman that she saw earlier uh, today. So that's what you're thinking about. So some time will pass. While you are doing that, the car that is next to you, someone is talking into a walkie-talkie and they look right at you, Theo, and they point and the driver twists the wheel and rams the van. Uh, can I use magic? To do what? Is there a window down? No. I want to do uh, the same thing with the nails, but like slam it at the driver's side window. Okay. Do I see all this happening? Yep. You are all now totally aware, first of all, at least of that. Can I snap my fingers and spark a gas tank? <laughs> it's going to be insanely... Let's find out. Crazy attention. <laughs> uh, ten. So yeah, you take a nail and fire it through the driver's side window, which will shatter the window, and then the nail will bury itself into the leg of the passenger and you will hear a pained scream, and they'll, like, bring the car back into the other lane. Can Theo shout something? He's going to do that thing where he's, like, looking at the, the driver's looking at the road, and then over at the passenger, then back to the road, and back to the passenger, and he's just sh- shouting something frantically. What does Theo want to shout? Hey, you should be more careful driving! Looks back at you, and this is a almost completely bald older man with, like, jowls and metal-rimmed glasses, and he sneers at you viciously. And then brings the car back to the other side and slams it into your van again. Will you on Yano's behalf roll act under pressure? Yeah, I also want to use magic after this. Mark wanted to use magic too, didn't you, Mark? Ten. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Theo? Yano rolled a nine. So the slam hits right in the wheel well of the passenger side front tire. I think Anna just like cringes. It's like, oh fuck, I'm probably gonna have to pay for that. And Yano like overcorrects to bring it back, winds up skidding the van sideways, and it tips and rolls. Ooh. Oh. Anna, you lose your spell book and concentration. So this the spell doesn't go off? Not yours, but as you are reducing in at least forward acceleration even though you're tumbling horribly you can hear and feel a enormous pressure and heat explosion as the rest of you see that last that third car just blow up fast and furious style and spin off the road to the right and into the side ditch i didn't do that Cut to Kira driving her mid-size SUV, looks in the rearview mirror at Mark. No chill. (laughs) (laughs) Mark's sitting there. Cool guys don't look at explosions. (laughs) Except the car behind you, your friends flipped. Uh, Oh, shit. (laughs) (sighs) Fucking hell. How are Yano, Theo, and Anna? You will each, ignoring armor, take one harm. Can Theo, like, how shaken are we? Probably pretty shaken. We're going to roll over yeah ah uh, yano and are you okay mm, yeah <clears throat> that's 
Not supposed to be. Ow. Yano, is the car like rolled over or what happened with the with the van? I think it rolled over a time or two and then like slumped to a stop and you guys are wheels down, oh. but mm. it's unlikely that it will drive anywhere. Oh no, motherfucker. Well, we can probably fit. Oh, I think Kira pulls off to the side of the road to make sure that everybody's okay. Is Yano, Yano okay? Yano throws the car into neutral opens the driver's side door and then jumps to the ground and starts shoving it off of the road. Mm-hmm. Can Theo like hop to the driver's side and like help? Yes. Like steer? Okay. Okay. So you pull it basically off onto the shoulder where it will remain for a little while. To Anna, just Anna, Theo's like, well, that was fun while it lasted. I'm going to be in so much trouble. You can just, just tell them that I did it. Because, I mean, technically... No, that was Mark's fault, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can... It's fine. It's fine. There's cu- it was cultists. Wait, what? You heard me! Anna, when you described this van, is it, is it like a van, like a like a conversion van where it would have a back window? Or is it like a moving van where it had like a grate on the back, like a garage door? I, I think I had described it as having like a garage door grate because we could, had kind of used it to move like furniture for Mark. So I think it's quite roomy in the back. I was just helping save our ass. Yeah, yeah. Well, then the passenger side mirror is going to explode in a shower of glass. Ah, uh. <laughs> 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 from, from what? Somebody shooting at us? Yes, you can see. Not coming very quickly, but... Jogging towards you are five robed figures, each of them armed with some kind of firearm. Can Theo jump out? And I'd like to use magic twice. One to summon my swords and a second time to do something beyond human limitations. Well, I love the sound of this. Do the first thing. So the first roll is a 13. Okay. So I am able to summon both swords unless otherwise specified. Mm -hmm. And you are in at least nominal control of each of them. I rolled a 10 to do something beyond human limitations. And what would you like to um, do? I would like to be able to run extremely fast. Naruto run. <laughs> you can Naruto run, but you can Naruto hide. <laughs> Pretty much. And I would, as fast as possible, like flash fast, maybe, be up in the face of two of these people and slice at them. Okay. Can Anna... Mm, no. She lost control of that spell. Because how long did she have to cast that spell? Like, how quick was it? That corrosion spell? It would have been, like... Probably a few more seconds. So only it only takes like a few seconds to do it? Yeah. I think she's pissed that she didn't get to do it because it sounded cool, and she's going to try to corrode one of their guns. Yeah. Roll, I do need you to roll to use magic. 11 again. Sick. Okay. Theo jumps out of the driver's side door, kind of standing next to you and in front of Yano, who is pulling out a gun. And then I think, as I see it, you like reach back, eyes closed, take out these two scimitars, take a deep breath, and then sort of almost fall forward and then shoot like a cannon, like almost leaving a gust of wind behind. And then roll kick some ass. Are there just like a bunch of cars around us? Or like, where are we? Like, what kind of road are we on? It's not tons of traffic, but it's not no cars. (laughs) Okay. So I rolled a six. That's great. That's great. It's great. It's great. Yeah. So I think you do that. You slash at one, and then you like spinning slash at another 
but your scimitar just gets a blade full of robe in each case. And as you're kind of like, wait, did I get slam in the back of the head? One of them has used their rifle like a baseball bat. Well, Theo! <laughs> Anna's like screaming. That'll be two harm, and you have another pair of guns now pointed at your head. Thing Mark yells, Theo! And then runs over and tries to. I think he just does a wipe of fire across all these people. I definitely imagine like Theo's like facing you guys. There's two guns pointed at her head. Her eyes like lock with Yano, who's like, what, drawing a gun, you said? Yep. I think Kira from like a distance will just straight up start life draining one of these ones. All right, Mark roll, use magic. Kira roll, kick some ass. 10. It's an eight for Kira's kick some ass. Okay. So Kira, your like life draining tentacle is sort of ethereally soaring down the street. Mark. Naruto run. I'm thinking more like a firebending style whip where you like bring your arms up and out and back and thrust them forward. And then this like line of fire, like the tracks of the DeLorean is just going down the road. Uh, at the last moment, both of them swerve out of the way as one of the robed figures has pulled out and put on a mask to stand in between you and Theo. And they say in a voice loud enough for you to hear, I wouldn't do that if I were you. And I repeat back in their head, get fucked. In your head, you will hear the gifts of a prince pale in comparison to those of a young king. Try me. Can you move faster than a bullet boy? To attack unprovoked is most unkind. Who are you? Better question is, who are you? Mark, roll manipulate someone. That would be at 12. Okay. If you don't know who I am, your eyes fail you. And then I think that there's a sheen of my, my armor. Fascinating. Isn't it? I am Roscoe Transom, the vizier of his court. Mark Clayton. Prince of the sky. Glad we've established who we are. Our young king has his kingdom and makes no play for yours. Explain this act of aggression, or I can't be responsible for what happens to the witchling. Hey, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Could I use my woman with a plan hold to have said that Nick and Tommy are in the wings ready to strike? <laughs> Tell me what the plan was. Are there bullets faster than a werewolf? <laughs> <laughs> I um, I sort of imagine that like as Mark and Kira were getting out of the car and they were running up and then Kira sees this thing and she like kind of had like her thing going. I think Nick and Tommy maybe were like around a corner. Kira sees them and is like, gives them a little like hand gesture, like go around. We're gonna, what's the move? Pincer them? Yeah, so as you guys were all pulling over, they bailed out of the car, went into like a row of trees, like a roadside row. They went through there and honestly, because it pleases me to do so, I'm imagining that Tommy turned into a werewolf and gave Nick a piggyback ride. <laughs> and then here's what happens. At that moment, Anna's corrode spell makes one of the guns pointed at Theo rust and crack and melt. And so you, Theo, hear crunching and splitting and someone go, what the hell? And then a huge snap of a rifle shot and then a little spatter of blood hits the ground next to you and you turn and the other gun that was held to your head in its place is the stump of that person's hand. Fuck and yeah. they're like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> And you are free to do whatever the hell you want right now. Can I use my eye to absorb one of these people? <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Yes, you can. That's brutal. What was the guy's name? Roscoe? Transom. 
Mark, you know that name. Well, not you, uh, him. I know that guy. What do you mean you know that guy? I used to steal him weed. He was like 14, but he was cool. So like, hey, you want to get high? So you ask that, and then Theo does a second thing. <laughs> what? No, it's fine. What? Did, why? Why? Is, what's fine? It's. I mean, it's okay. I, you know, just roll the five. Can you tell me, Theo, what failure means? For the, for the eye. Uh, goes out of control. I don't know what that exactly means in this kind of context. I think what you are going to do, you, you're going to go away for a little while. Um, your eyes are both closed, and so to anyone looking, you shouldn't be able to see what you're doing. Flick your hands out, and you have the scimitars in your hand if you didn't already. And you spin on the person whose hand is bleeding and take off their head. Some A couple of other people point that raise their guns at you. You open both of your eyes at them and they are thrown backwards just by an odd sheer force of will. Mark, Kira, Anna, what are you three doing? Oh, also a werewolf is coming out of the trees towards this group. I think Mark is going to have uh, Dockers take over for a second. All right, man. Hey, show this guy a good time. And then Mark falls back into himself. All right. Mark is seen to just be sprinting forward. I actually imagine like, yes, Naruto run, but also, Iron Man thrust where like little jets of fire are pushing you faster than you could otherwise go. I saw this on a show once. The the cement in slow motion is just like slowly like breaking off the ground. Yep. The man in the mask in front like raises a hand and drops it behind him as a kind of signal to someone who's not able to execute it and then not hearing a bullet turns around to see the chaos behind him turns back around to get both of Mark's hands around his neck. While this is happening, could Kira maybe like also attack this guy with her life dream? I do want to say, Mark, you will hear your own voice say to him, remember me, Rocky? And the the man with shaky voice will go, Daniel? And then he'll go, as the life begins to drain out of him. Roll that, Kira. Oof, 13 advanced moves. Oh, jeez. Oh, it's ripped the life right out of him. I think there was one other one other thing that uh, that Anna saw when she was doing her corrode spell. It's the life drain that Kira has done so much of. <laughs> 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 okay, I think there's, there's still a few, but they are... Everyone who hasn't been slashed, shot, or strangled is running in fear from this werewolf. Back to their cars with the flat tires. What's the move? I think, can Anna actually go over to the one that like that Mark was maybe attacking and Kira was attacking. I think I want to see if she can find anything with her oops. Theo roll act under pressure. Five. Okay. Mark, the guy you are holding, or Dockers is holding with your hands, you see sort of in the upper periphery of your vision, one of Theo's shoes slam down near his head. Then the tink of one of her swords make contact with the street next to his head. Sparks fly as she just drags it across his head. Oh, shit. And if you you look up at her and she's, Theo's not home right now. Like her eyes are both the dead gray. And I think there's even like black cracks in her cheeks and brows. Do we all see this or? Yeah. And especially the right one. It looks like the ancient exploded crater. Like there is a sort of glowing purple Honestly, it looks like the texture of the moon. 
Can Anna, instead of trying to like do this oops thing or whatever, use spirit touch to figure out what the fuck's going on with you? Probably. I rolled an 11 to use spirit touch. Okay, so that means... Uh, your experiences have made you sensitive to the supernatural. When you sense magical things, roll plus weird. On 10 plus, you can sense them fully. Okay. What's going on? So Theo has temporarily but fully lost herself to the dual wrath of a dead king and a living one. And I think due to the nature of her summoning this power, it is driven fully and exclusively by bloodlust. Would Anna know, like, what's the best way to help Theo? Render her unconscious, I think, would be the easiest way. I got a nine on mental dominion. Okay. Hunters can choose whether they do it or not. So I don't know who makes that decision, the person in control or the hunter themselves. Right now it's me. I'm still cool with it, though. So tell me what the what command you give her, and I will tell you what happens. Kiss Mark. What? <laughs> <laughs> Throw off the balance. You, you tell... This thing to kiss Mark. Okay. So you look up, you see Theo, and you see not Theo. You see her scimitars. You see her eyes. And you, with your compelling voice, say, kiss Mark. Her brows furrow for a moment. Then she releases both swords, which instantly disappear. And she grabs you by both sides of your head, pulls you in for a passionate kiss, which starts to get a little hot, bitey. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I would have used the word maybe desperate, but okay. But that wouldn't, that's not what's happening. Violent. Mm. It's rough and not maybe in a hot way, unless you're into that sort of thing. I think Anna's like, uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what am I watching? <laughs> you will watch Nick Sparks come up behind her, grab her on the top of her head, make some kind of motions slash hand symbols on her back, and then pull back, thrust the palm of his hand into the center of her back, and she will like go stiff for a second and then limp. And she'll just collapse into your arms, Mark. I think Mark and his bleeding lip is like... Ugh. Anybody to want to talk about what the hell that was, says Nick. Um, if I, well, it was her eye. Um, sometimes if, uh, doesn't really want to cooperate. And this was one of those times. I think we've all learned an important lesson today. Does anyone have chapstick? <clears throat> he probably. God. Um, I think Anna's maybe going to just like kind of look at, like look after Theo, make sure that like she's okay, that whatever the deal is with this eye that like it will pass when she wakes up. Yeah, the the cracks are already beginning to sort of recede and the color is slowly returning to her face. Okay. But not to her right hand. Um, It's damage control time, you guys. You've got a sort of bisected head of a masked person. We, t- we have no chill. <laughs> a disembodied hand sitting in the middle of the road, uh, clutching, still clutching in the throes of rigor mortis, its uh, revolver, an exploded rack, an unexploded rack of the clockwork child van. This is bad, you guys. And then two station wagons pretty far away from you are like on flat tires backing up, spinning around, and going the wrong way down this uh, divided highway. Listen, we need to get the bodies out of here now. As for the the vehicles and stuff like that, I mean, that could have been something else. We just need to get these bodies out of here. Yeah. um, Are there people, like, around? 
Relax under pressure. We're on a fucking highway, you guys. Eight. There hasn't been a car basically since the explosion. The car hasn't driven by, but you can see the glint of one on the horizon. It'll be here any second. Okay. Um, I think Anna is maybe going to like... Do we have any spells to mask this? That's what she was going to do. She was going to uh, actually create that mist that she had done when she was in there. Mm-hmm. Was it, it was called Mist Me. <laughs> <laughs> missed me that's right she wants to do that just to give them some coverage as they are hopefully are trying to clear this out and i would suggest that while that happens mark you literally just portal to there get all of the bodies out <laughs> all right call in the wrecking crew here we go <laughs> so anna wants to do that spell okay anna will roll use magic to do that spell and mark will roll plus weird to teleport these bodies and i think kira might kind of grab Theo maybe with Yano's help and like see if she could get her to like her car or something. I roll the 10. Okay. So, well, first you want this. 15 advanced move. Okay. So Anna like draws up some energy and then reaches down and touches the ground and then just like explodes this basically circular gust of mist and smoke that just keeps pouring and pouring and rising and rising until you guys are basically inside of a cloud. And you do see the almost solid projections of the headlights of a car driving past you. And then Mark just starts grabbing sections of robe and discarded corroded guns and that one hand, both parts of Roscoe's head and throwing them into little tears in the sky that open and close basically instantly. Out of curiosity, I think Mark sticks his head in to take a look at where it's going. <laughs> um, where do you where do you want him to go? I'm imagining it kind of just like a a floating island that contains a very deep ravine. I was gonna say probably somewhere like that. Yeah, like a like a valley, someplace they'd be easily missed. You can deal with them later. Or not. No, I like that. Do you want to do anything with the the blown up car? I do think that after that spell is going, Anna will try to use her oops and will like try to just search around, see if there's anything useful that she can find. I don't know about what I don't know what we would do with the blow, like blown up car. How do you we... could corrode it? Mm, I like guess Breaking Bad style, just like yeah. I suppose I could do that. She might take a quick peek, make sure there's nothing inside, and then. Do another, try doing that spell to get rid of it. With oops, what you will find is the, the keys still in the ignition and quite a few other keys on there. And the key ring basically on one side of the keychain says Golden Valley Lutheran. And on the other side has an address of the church. She'll grab those and then she will try to do the spell. And also of note on there is one of the one of the key one of the keys has like you know those sort of whimsical key caps that you can get that are like silicone and stuff with the plastic covers yeah. it looks like a seashell or it maybe used to look like a seashell but now it looks like a melted seashell <laughs> sure <laughs> uh, uh okay yeah anna will try to corrode this thing to i guess have less evidence less evidence yeah the beasts we'll all use magic 14 advanced to, to the rest of you i think this is actually very uncanny and kind of impressive like she walks over and holds her hands out to this basically still flaming wreck of a car and 
Det är ungefär förbuffningar aldrig ungefär. I think I messed up the pronunciation. You said what? <laughs> <laughs> like it's made of sugar and someone is dumping boiling water on it. Ooh. It just melts. All that's left is like this kind of rusty colored pile of dust or perhaps dirt. I think as she finished the spell, I was like, oh, that's cool. Holy shit. Where'd you learn that? In my book. <laughs> I read now. <laughs> Character development. Okay. We should get the fuck out of here. D uh, yes. Let's do it. Yeah. Everybody, I think, piles into probably Kira's car, um, unless the Sparks Brothers have room for one more. But I think everybody can probably cramp in Kira's. Yeah. Because there was only three people in the other car. As you are piling in, oh, Yano will be like, that was troublingly efficient. And Nick climbing into his car will be like, yeah, stick around, buddy. It gets better. <laughs> and you'll all climb back in your cars and head off on your way like nothing happened. Nice big sniff to I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Hello and happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be the holidays without being sick. If you can't yep. tell. Um, Lauren, you have some <laughs> announcements to share. I'll try to take over most of this intermission. Thanks. For you. I'm here. Uh, <laughs> Maya is here. Um, yes, I do have a couple of announcements. Um, first and foremost, we actually have a new patron that we want to welcome. We wanted to give you a huge shout out to Dixon for joining our Patreon as an ears agent. And as usual, we are always so thankful for every one of our patrons for supporting the show. It really does help a lot. And we are so glad to have you with us as we create more content. And if you're currently listening to this in our one of our listening parties, welcome. As far as new episodes, we have the next episode of The Cover Story coming out on January 2nd in two weeks from now. And that is it for my announcements. Maya, do you have some reminders you'd like to share? I do. Also, I can't believe it's already January. It feels like it was just September. Mm -hmm. So a couple of reminders. You know the drill. If you'd like to support the show, leaving us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your listening platform of choice would be great. Tell your friends. Word of mouth is the best way for our show to get noticed. If you're not yet following us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Monster Playbook. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, and Blue Sky Social as Monsters Playbook. We also have a Discord. We like to share theories about the shows, some uh, pet photos, and we also have listening parties there. Another way that you could support us is by subscribing to our Patreon or getting something from our merch store, and we also have a Ko-fi page. All of the links to these things and more can be found in our Direct Me profile in this episode's show notes. So we don't have a promo for this week, lucky you. Instead, we wanted to share some of the exciting things coming up on our Patreon. Normally, we post our monthly bonus episodes on the first Tuesday of the month. But for January, we're going to be pushing that back a week to allow us time to relax and enjoy our holidays. And get healthy. That said, <laughs> we will have a sort of trailer for our next mini campaign that will go up on January 2nd. And I can't wait for you all to hear it. 
But since you all are joining us here in this lovely December day, I did want to give a small sneak peek and announce the game that we will be playing. Mm -hmm. So we are going to be sticking with Monster of the Week this time, but we do have a couple of twists. First of all, I will be the keeper this time. I'm the captain now, which means Johnny (laughs) will get to play in something longer than a one-shot for once. Now, joining Johnny, Maya will, of course, be joining us. But then we were also going to be joined by two wonderful guest players, Sarah, who you guys all know and love, as well as our good friend, Mike. Um, And Mike is, oh, I just can't wait. He's, He's his own brand of chaos. And so we're actually going to be playing one of the new settings from the Codex of Worlds rulebook that came out earlier this year, which is called the Strange Old House module. Uh, it's really cool. Basically, the gist of it is that some of the players have recently inherited a mysterious manor. And in our game, the locals refer to this as the House of Graves. And it's notorious for a set of gruesome murders that took place there 100 years ago. So, of course, things are going to take a turn for the weird and all sorts of spooky things are going to happen to you guys. And I really just can't wait for you all to hear about it more soon. So stay tuned for the official teaser on January 2nd. But until then, Maya, I think we have to get back to the episode. We do. And I got to go blow my nose. So everyone (laughs) stay healthy and have a wonderful new year and holiday. Bye. Bye. You are still going to the cemetery? Yep. Okay. I did, did find some keys for the church, so if we feel like we need to go back there, we can. Okay, so you guys pull in sort of one after the other into parking slots in the cemetery. Uh, there is one other car in this parking lot. Nothing really of note about it, just pointing that out. Do they recognize the car? No, it's just sort of a like mid, mid-tier sedan. Should I blow that one up too? No. <laughs> By the way, was... um. Gail following us that whole time? Yeah. Or is she here just waiting for us? She was like, she had like gone sort of way ahead of you before she stopped. Okay. And wasn't able or perhaps willing to back the truck up, which would have been the only way she could have really joined you. Uh, All right. So we pull up to the cemetery. Once we're in the car, like, does Theo wake up, uh, regain consciousness? Like, I think Anna would maybe try to help. Theo will act under pressure. Theo. Theo. Uh, eight. So you are conscious. I think your vision is currently in black and white. You will see that beyond the clouds in the sky, there are stars in the sky. And a few of them turn to you and go, need a hand? And I want to tell you that for the next little while, maybe hour, because of the state you're in, you will just take minus one on going to everything unless you can get some proper, basically mental medical help or if you let him help you out. You're going to help me now when I asked you for help earlier and you refused? But you're so close now. Close to what? Where are you going? I want to see you succeed. Unless you're strong enough already. Yeah, I am. Very well. You didn't help me before. I don't need you to help me now. The moon floats among the stars, girl. We needn't be enemies. You should have helped me before. You should have warned me. Of what? My family. They don't mean you harm if that's what you're concerned about. I haven't seen that. Then what were they talking about? You. And me. I'm supposed to believe they don't mean me harm. Do you believe I mean you harm? I don't know what you're doing. I think you will feel the sky 
the night skies sort of lean over you imperiously. Then focus on what you do know. <laughs> Theo will look away from the stars. And you say, I'm going to take negative one forward. Ongoing. Okay. Until this wears off or until you can find a way to clear up your vision. It's like every couple of seconds it goes blurry. Or it's that thing where the after image of whatever you're looking at sort of persists for an extra second. Like you'll look at something and you'll turn your head, but it will appear to your vision as though you haven't turned your head. That happens every couple of seconds. Um, could I roll this might sting on myself? Yes, you can. Ten. Okay. So no gnarly scar. It does burn as though you are being frozen from within. Who's with me? Anna, Yano. We're all in we were all in Kira's car. Kira's car. So I think we're all getting out, but I think Anna was like actively like trying to make sure that you were okay since she wasn't driving and she knew kind of what was going on with you when you were knocked out, kind of. Your experience of this moment was Theo like woke woke up, kind of looked beyond you, and then sort of just, yeah, went away and was like, what? Like she was looking through you. You okay there? And then sort of blinked and came back and then sat up and then, go ahead, Theo. Uh, I am imagining Theo like taking her hands, putting one, I think like on her head and like one on her shoulder and like a defibrillator, just like shocking her and just sparks similar to like her lightning magic into like herself. Yeah. Illuminated darkness sparking off of her head and torso. You okay? Yeah. Where, where are we? We just got to the cemetery. We are where we were going. Wait, how long was I out? Uh. Like 10 minutes. You killed the bad guy. Okay. Everyone's all right? For the moment. I mean, not them. They're dead and dismembered. Oh. It's all cleaned up. Okay. You did a good job. You kind of bit, almost bit Mark's mouth off, if that is what you're wondering. What? I don't know. Mark Mark used like some sort of his weird voodoo magic thing. Yano will put a hand on your shoulder and be like, this is their business. <laughs> and walk you away and into the cemetery. Mark? What? It's it's fine. Really. We'll talk about it later. We need to focus on this. Okay. Um, Johnny, do I st- still have the negative one? Uh, no, not because you did that thing. But I also heal up my three harm. If that's what this might sting does. Yeah, it does. I think as we're getting out of the car, Kira will look around, scope out the area, see what she if she sees any noticeable danger. Oh, I do want to note, though. Real quick, just so everybody has this in their head. Theo, your hair is like super bright blonde right now. Silver white. Except for a chunk on the back that has been stained crimson. (laughs) She got hit on the back of the head. Oh, yeah, in the fight. The blood is healed up and it won't continue to bleed, but there is like just a trail of blood down your neck and hair. So you walk into the cemetery. Gail will leave the princeling in the truck which will like rock back and forth disappointedly. And she'll like put a hand on it and be like, shush, 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 shush. Coming back, I'm coming back, darling. So, you want to see her? Says Gail. Um, I think we need to deal with her, yeah. She's been killing people. Follow me. Can Kira read about the situation? Sure. Uh, yeah, it's 11. Okay, what do you want to know? I think I want to know any dangers you haven't noticed. That car that's parked here does belong to someone. Wow. <laughs> does it? <laughs> oh my god. It belongs to someone you'll need to watch out for. 
Okay. If we want to go with that plan of potentially having like Anna use an abjuration effect to to trap this ghost, place, a place where she can maybe do this that would be inconspicuous, that would be easy to draw something into and trap it into a good place where she could do that. If it's like every other cemetery I know, there's not a lot of like enclosed spaces per se. Mm-hmm. Are there any like crypt type things in this cemetery or is it a smaller one? Mausoleum would be too big, but maybe like a, like, you know, the smaller like crypts. I know what you're talking about. There is a mausoleum. There's also like a um, sort of maintenance shed, as there would probably have to be, that would you would be able to put between you and one direction of potentially prying eyes. Remind me what it is you're trying to do do. Uh, the idea was we could potentially, if we needed to, have a magic circle set up that we could trap the ghost in. You would want that to be in a conspicuous place then. You would want that to be along the path that you would potentially lead it down, is Nick's recommendation at least. The, the whole point of a trap is you have to get the thing into it. Right. I guess I just, because I don't want the trap to be like super, like super visible. I think Nick will say, you leave that to me. Anna's like, what was that? (laughs) You heard me. Tommy will like slap him on the chest and be like, be nice. (laughs) I am nice. I asked if she said something. Trying to have a conversation here. Practitioner to. Excuse me? Practitioner. Practitioner to practitioner. Or now you want to talk? Smart ass. Dumb ass. Don't worry, Anna. He called me a witch when we first met. Yeah, practitioner is. It's a nice, nice, that's a nice term um, for you. I never got that from Nick. I think then with the third question, I think I want to, the car, since I have a suspicion that that is bad, since I think Nick has access apparently to like a police database or something, could I ask Nick to run the plates? Hmm. I think the one wrinkle in that plan is that I don't know if Nick owns a smartphone. You can borrow mine. Use a burner phone. Alternatively, Kira might might just kind of go over to scan the car and see if she can see like anything visible inside of it that looks like it is identifiable, like assign it to like a person that maybe they recognize or what kind of person they're dealing with. Anything that seems amiss in the car, maybe, if that would be easier to deal with. I have an answer to that question that I like very much. Gail, sort of having walked a ways in front of you, We'll see you looking at the car and trying to figure out, like, taking pictures of the license plate. And she'll go, if you're trying to figure out who it belongs to, you're wasting your time. I already know. Oh, you do? Whose is that, then? Stan Friedberg. A relation of yours? Despite my best efforts, he's my ex-husband. What do, what do we need to know about Stan? Is he going to be a problem? <laughs> if the past is prologue, he's a new believer. Well, what I mean by that. He's a zealot of the new Thugamon, wants to just keep him placated, let him have his diorama dominion. I can tell you from experience, there's no talking to him, and uh, (laughs) he never could run real far. That's what happens when your god keeps you standing in one place. Well, all right. But no, like, weird powers or anything? He's just a, a guy? Um, weird question, and I don't mean this in, like, an offensive way, but do you have anything belonging to your ex-husband? What kind of way do you mean it? Um, like if you have any visits like hair, blood, skin, or maybe a personal effect. And I like whips her head towards Theo. That's I don't have those things for most people. <laughs> what? It's just, you know, precaution. 
Let me just keep this lock of your hair as a memento. I have Rex's hair. Yeah, that's different. Do you keep a lock of Mark's hair? <laughs> Don't manipulate someone, Theo. I mean, not so. <laughs> Theo? This person, never mind, six. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Is this person my family? I mean. (laughs) Gail is going to hold up a hand and she's going to go. I know what you're asking. I know why you're asking. I bet you think you're helping, but not a fucking chance. All right, then. And then Theo is going to um, cut her wrist, take some of her blood (laughs) and smear it on her eyelids and uh, say exastrius and fruturum. And I want to use magic to do astral vision. Okay. Eight. So on a mixed success, this is the cloudy vision. We both hold one to use in the situation once there. You see a purple glowing ghost of a woman who you don't recognize, basically sword fighting with a green glowing ghost who you do recognize. It's Dockers. After Docker says some words which are muddled and you can't hear, He holds the ethereal blade off to one side and lets it drop, which it falls like a a leaf or a feather, and holds his hands out to his sides, gesture of surrender or supplication. The purple ghost he's fighting hesitates. Someone else with a blade behind him does not. That's what you see. I do share this with the group. All right. I think Anna is going to prep her her abjuration effect where Nick had kind of suggested and we'll just have that ready to go hopefully if we need to try to bring something to trap it she'll point it out to everybody and say if we need to try to trap this thing we need to lead it right over here right here this spot got it good right there yes right that spot got it. understood good. can i read a bad situation sure um i do want to use my third eye by the way okay 10 can gail be trusted like i'm worried about her backstabbing us or is she playing us I mean, to what extent and how would you know? I guess part of me was wondering, like, does she have any, like, unusual, like, weapons or, like, magical weapons on her? Just the princeling. But he said he was staying back in the car, right? Yeah. Unless you recommend because you're worried about staying. Um, is our presence, like, known? As far as you can tell, no. Um, who among, like, us is, like, the most vulnerable going into the situation? Gail or Mark. Okay. What's the best way to protect Mark? Don't let Dockers out. Do I see anything invisible? I think it's still that kind of third house rules where like... You mean ninth house? Yes, ninth house. You can see the trap that Anna and Nick had laid and you see like it's energy. I think you can see very small and faint beacons of the living remains of sort of lesser accidental ghosts that are buried here. There are no ghosts here. Well... There is one ghost here. Dockers? There are two ghosts here. There are two, <laughs> there are two ghosts, ghosts here. here. Okay. Yeah, the, the like brightest of the like remains that are tied to a ghost are further in. And you can tell that the ghost and the remains are not precisely in the same place. Which I think will be part of the plan that um, Gail will will give you is that she knows that the mo when the undying soldier reconstitutes here they try not to let her stay near her remains for too long they bring her someplace else nearby to recoup and feast on ambient energy or sometimes they will bring her something 
Why don't they let her near her remains? It's detrimental to the kind of control they have over her. That's right, because her energy had been corrupted. Um, Mark is going to like grab your hand. Don't don't let Dockers out for any reason. Okay. You got that, Dockers? Yeah, it's like, like the first, first time I've been told like not to go to work. Yeah, just uh, just chill. Just make sure he stays stays in you, because I saw him getting stabbed. Well, I don't want to get stabbed like even at all. Chill zone 5 million in here. But I think I'm going to stick near you, if that's okay. Theo squeezes your hand. I think Mark nods and holds your hand harder. All right, so... You will head in, and Gail will lead you towards the place where the remains are stored. Okay. Which I'm just going to allow to happen. So here, let me narrate this. So she walks you through, and it's like, yeah, it's as normal cemeteries kind of go. There are paved walking paths for you. And then at a certain point, she takes you off of that into just the grass. And you walk forward, and then through these sort of rows of gravestones, and you come to stop at one, and you can see Theo... I'm going to allow your third eye roll to sort of ride. You can see, and Mark, you can see this too, I will say, the ethereal beacon of the remains of a human who has been turned into a ghost. You see a very, very bright one underneath one of these things. And you see like the merest echo of one in the grave immediately next to it. And Gail will walk you up to the one that you see the bright one over. Pat the gravestone like it's a car. And be like, here she is. What's the name on the grave? The name on the grave is Sarah Ann Masters. And Mark, in your head, you hear anime noise. Oh. Dockers? Sonoma? Oh, no. Can Theo tell where the other remains are? If she has her eye open? Not from here. They're not close by. Okay. Um, would you allow me to use my Occam's broadsword? Yes. Okay. What sort of thing is this? It's a natural phenomenon that has put been put through years of unnatural use. Not years, decades. I think, Mark, without meaning to, you walk up to Sarah Ann Masters' grave and drop to your knees. Dockers is... Is fighting for control there, yeah. Oh, well, I was going to say weeping. No, but I mean like, I mean like taking over my body or whatever. Um, I think Kira kind of like reaches out to like maybe Mark's shoulder. It's like, what's going on? That's her, man. Who, who is who is she? This is the woman who was with you when you when when you died. She's my girl, man. My bride. Oh, um, I think Kira maybe will actually kind of like squeeze Mark's shoulder, just like gently, like to try to comfort Dockers. No matter what happens, Dockers, we need you to we need you to keep your cool. We're gonna do whatever we can to help Sonoma, to help Sarah. But you have to trust us, okay? Can I use Dark Negotiator on Dockers? Yeah, sure. Roll it. 11. Okay. Yeah, I, I assume Dockers is kind of kneeling in, in my head, too. Yeah. And, and I think he Mark walks up and puts his hand on his shoulder, too. We're here for you, man. Dockers will shrink sort of in your body and relinquish control fully. I just hope you don't have to hurt her. I hope so, too. If he can figure out what they're using to take control of her. Maybe we can release her. With the remains here, like I'm kind of wondering, would it be helpful to take them or would like kind of like releasing her, would be taking her remains be useful? I was going to wonder if like you could almost use your sympathetic token to find where the rest of them are. Yeah. 
Part of me was also wondering, like... Gail will tell you that the moment you start digging, the followers will come running. Do we want that? So if that's something you want to do, it's going to be a bigger fight than before. How do they... Do they just know? I mean, this is their main deal. Wouldn't you know? Is there anything protecting this magically? I was just about to ask. Because I could go incorporeal and just deal with them. Is there some sort of magical like effect going on here? Because I could use force of will to dispel it. Can I roll investigate a mystery? Yeah, roll investigate a mystery. Mark. Ten. Okay, damn. So I think the way I want to describe it, I think it's like a magical tripwire. That there's this lattice of invisible energy above the the plot such that breaking the ground to dig would um, send up alarms and I think honestly be potentially explosive but and it's in like a nine foot by five foot rectangle sort of starting at the headstone and expanding down so my fire magic couldn't reach the bones inside not without tripping it but once I mean, if we trip it, then it would alert all of the cultists, which if that's a route we want to go, we could do that. I mean, that might expedite things a bit. I've got a plan. Oh, okay. That's great. (laughs) Do you want to discuss it with us first? Yes. I'm going to open Skynet so only us can hear it. So what if I set the thing on fire and I open a portal to there and we walk through and disappear? They have no way of getting to us. Well, they've opened a portal before. Well, they they could probably get to us, but I'm saying like we have enough time to get away then. Then, well, what would the move be then? Would the move be to like try to get the drop on them to like then attack them or to like go to the church where they are like otherwise? And like, what's 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 the play? Well, <laughs> the immediate play was to take care of the bones. Because that's not all of the bones is the problem. It's only some right. of them. But this is this is some of them, which is. Are, are you thinking that we want to get all of the bones together I, before? I would want to. Yeah, I want to know where they are, and I don't know if there's an easy way to do that. Um, I mean, I could put a portal inside of. Could you use uh, tune in to ask where it is? Would that be a way a thing you could do? Well, I was going to say like a way that we could get to this without having to dig is I could I could like literally. Uh, phase through the ground into the coffin or whatever and take the bones and fall through to there with the bones and then we could take the bones somewhere else but do the bones though like move through with you though i don't know if you're no 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 i would go into the coffin then open a portal then put the bones in the portal to there and then (laughs) and then i can bring it out sounds like a lot of stuff but I mean, that's essentially what I do is I sky, I sky step. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I'm also kind of wondering, though, like this magical tripwire, could I use my move, the things I've seen? Because I think that my family has definitely used this type of magical trap before. Where would they have used it and when would you have seen it? I think Deacon would have used it on things that he wouldn't want his sister. No, excuse me. The twins would have used it on things that they wouldn't want their siblings to get a hold of. What kind of things? Yeah, I think just like belongings or just, I mean, just like, you know, sibling things. Like I imagine Selena was really good at the delicate spells. So she would have shown Theo how to disable maybe something like this or just how it works. Okay. So I'm, I'm to tell you one useful fact you learned and one danger you need to watch out for. I think the useful fact that you learned is that it really does work like like a lattice. It's literally 
metaphysically woven and it can be unwoven, disentangled. The process is arduous, especially if you want to do it without, it's like doing operation, but instead of pulling out an individual thing, you're pulling out an entire cord. And the danger you need to watch out for, well, I mean, it's basically the danger you need to watch out for is that the person who set it, or at least who most recently maintained it, is within a few hundred feet of you, which makes the whole process, like there is, there's a proximity thing. You remember that like when Selena would unwind those things to get at something interesting, you would have to wait until the twins were not just not paying attention, but far enough away. So like with that knowledge, is that something that we would want to do, like to unwind it? I was thinking that Theo and Nick could maybe work on it together or maybe Anna would be better to help Theo. I don't know who is more adept at magic. Oh, it's absolutely Nick, but I would also like to help. <laughs> hey, your words. Is that, I'm asking kind of also as the, the group, like, is that something we want to like, try and do? Yeah. Because like worst case, I feel like we see, or best case, we succeed and then we can get the bones. Worst case is that it set us it off anyways. And they come in, they come here and then we just deal with that. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking and wondering too, like maybe you guys like, hide so that if it does go off you can ambush them i could maybe try and glamour nick and i so that like we're maybe hidden wait a minute catrell is with you she's gonna walk over to the grave next to the grave you're standing by which for those keeping notes at home is the grave of one daniel lee dickerson oh dockers she'll look at mark and be like why don't you just go down here and then like over isn't the shield all the way around it in fact, it's not. I feel like this is not... I, I was trying to explain it thusly, but I want to make sure that it is clear. It is like a blanket on the surface of the... So we could tunnel over to it. Of the grass. Christ. Okay. That makes it a lot it easier. It's protecting against precisely one avenue of uh, getting at these bones. I'll just do that then. That was fun. Sorry, not sorry. Whiplash. <laughs> Mark clicks a button in the air and just recedes down to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Can I can I throw up a glamour just in case if someone comes out or comes looking? Well, to do what? To conceal us. All of you? Yes. Roll use magic. How much space is in this coffin? I mean the traditional amount. Uh, I rolled a seven. So you won't be able to conceal all of you. Pick four people. Mark is going to hold his breath while doing this because there is actually some crazy gases that are in that chamber. Oh, yeah. It won't be pleasant. Maybe tell doctors to close his eyes. Yep. Close your eyes, man. We're going in. And I appear in the coffin. <laughs> well, we'll see. This is going to be a roll as well. I need to know who precisely Theo is concealing because it's incomplete. Mark, it's an act under pressure roll. Seven. So I know for sure Kira, Ketrel, Tommy. Who do you think should be the last one? Lauren and John. I was kind of thinking Theo because she does magic, but I'm like, I don't want to be selfish. <laughs> no, you can do it yourself. It's not a bad idea. I wasn't going to do Mark because Mark's kind of sort of not here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Just do Theo. It's fine. Can I ask you a weird question, Johnny? Who moves faster, Theo or Nick? I mean, normally Nick, but if you do that magic thing that you did before again, you. Okay, I'm going to conceal Nick. Okay. Kira, Catrell, Tommy, and Nick sort of shimmer. So, Mark pretended to push a elevator button and sank into the ground and rolled a seven. Forgot I can't breathe under the ground. This is tough. Worst outcome, difficult choice. So I do think you go down and maybe go down a little too far. 
you go down as far as you think you're supposed to and then over as far as you think you're supposed to but still all you can see around your head is just the blackness of dirt you are you have literally gone into solid matter that you can't see anything at all you are relying more or less on your senses and i do think you have held your breath and you are feeling around trying to find the opening feeling around with incorporeal hands so unless you contact something that is a person that you can't go through everything will just futz you are flailing in the darkness and actually beginning to panic because you are running out of air do i know which way is up you do you don't know what is above you the difficult choice i will give you is that you can at this moment wherever you are which you don't know where it is Remain conscious and in control and shoot straight up and get oxygen, stay awake and stay marked. Or you can pass out and hope for the best. I mean, pass out and hope for the best means I get stuck in the ground. Not necessarily. Do I just get jumped out somewhere else? Like I don't know. That's the mystery. I mean, we prepared for things to go bad, so... Yeah, I'm going to go straight up. Your flailings become more and more frantic as though you are in the water which of course you aren't you like start to swim yourself up and you can feel but are not unpanicked enough to stop that your hand does come to rest or almost slap basically a pile of human remains that you are unable to pass through and you can tell in the instant that your hand makes contact with it, there's just this flash of information that you won't quite get fully until you are able to catch your breath. Okay, so hitting that, I realize that that, that pad is right above me. Can I shift over to the left? No, you you are in... Panic mode? Yes, you are lizard brain. You need oxygen right now. So you've slapped this thing and you are swimming straight up because, brother, you got to breathe. That's the bottom of the Maslow's hierarchy, even below the base. And you like pull yourself up onto the ground through this really weird but fragile and kind of annoying net that isn't really there. And then you are panting on your back on the ground and the grass is screaming. And all of you hear this like super high pitched noise. Oh boy. All right. Uh, Well, now I know where it is. I'm going to immediately go straight down after I get a breath and grab these bones, drop through to there. Well, you don't have to do that anymore necessarily because everybody knows we're here. <laughs> Couldn't hurt. Roll, Mark, roll, use weird. Use weird. Mark, roll plus weird. 11. Because there's another roll I want to do after I get there. Perfect. So you grab these things, you shift yourself and them to there. And as you put them down, both you and Dockers know two things. One, this is Sonoma. She's still in there, but deep. What's still in there, but deep? Sonoma herself. As he knew her. Like as in in the ghosts, like spirit. And two, the fact that it was you who made contact with these remains in some small way woke her up. (laughs) So the ghost knows we're here. The other dude probably knows we're here. And the rest of the cult probably knows we're here. here. Cool. (laughs) Mark to the rescue. (laughs) Um, Okay, Mark Mark is going to immediately after he goes there, he's going to step back with the bones, with everybody, and then try to get everybody away from there to Mark's house, because that's immediately what he's thinking. I thought we were going to fight. 
Are are we gonna fight? Yes. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> I want to kill something, Mark Clayton. All right. Well, uh, do I have space? My personal pocket. My personal pan pocket uh, that I can store these bones. Your PPP. Don't say that. What else do you have in there? The obsidian stone that had what's his face. Never mind then. Yeah, you would knock that out. How many bones did you grab? An armful. Okay, could we split up the bones? Yes. Well, if we have them all in, like, you know, eggs in one basket and that person gets taken out and the people take the bones, like, wouldn't we better all, like, split up? You know what they say. Don't put all your bones in one pocket dimension. We don't have all the bones, though. We only have some no, of them. No, we only have some of them. But after we get everybody, then we can go down and get the rest of them. So. Part of me is just wondering, like, I wonder if Theo should have a bone or two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a boner? <laughs> Uh, or two or two <laughs> girl you gotta get at least one <laughs> because of sympathetic token if I can locate where the ghost is yeah I, I think that's a good idea I would like to know where the rest of the bones are I would like to get back to everybody so I don't feel like I, I fucked up <laughs> <laughs> this, is the, this is the game you do I will say Mark you did you did get all of the bones that were in there which just oh, okay. point of information is not 100% of the bones of the remains. So we have those. And Mark Mark comes back. The ground is kind of like screaming. Yep. Cool. Um, do we see this uh, either the ghost or the uh, stand the man? Well, you see shining point of pale purple light accelerating towards you. Can I create a force wall? Let's see. We'll use magic. Don't forget, we have that circle that we can trap it in, you guys. Yeah, where is that? It was over on the path. We have to lead it. We have to lead it over by the entrance. Um, Johnny, earlier when I used the move Occam's broadsword, I get plus one forward when dealing with it. Is this considered dealing with it? I think it is. Can we lock down Dockers too? Is there a way that we could like make sure he doesn't leave? Well, I I I kind of did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Eleven. So you make a little forest field in between you and it. This light gets bigger and brighter, and then after a second or two, just erupts into, basically crashes into this forest field. You can see it physically crack, and then finally, as your vision sort of adjusts to the flash of light of her arrival, you can see glowing purple form, a woman maybe in her 20s, her long hair tied back primarily into a ponytail, but with several other pieces off in braids and beads. And she is wearing like body armor that is itself also formed out of ethereal purple ghost energy. She has these weapons that are a sort of combination brass knuckle and curved dagger that have basically spikes going all the way across all of her knuckles and then same again the jagged edges of these blades and she's bringing them back again and again on this force field. Okay, Theo's just holding her hands out, trying to hold it. Guys! So we know that that she's still in there somewhere. Could Kira use monster empathy again? Sure. Ten. So I want to know what would distract it? Dockers. Then I would like, Kira has used her life drain to make herself look like somebody else. Can she try to use magic to make herself look like Dockers? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. 
Yeah, none of these other questions really make any sense. You want to just ask your first question a second time? <laughs> yeah, it's what would it accept is good enough for now or, or what does it most desire? I feel like, I don't know if either, either of those are really super useful. I could answer a version of both. Let's do that then. I will tell you that she is supposed to kill you all. If she could see you all dead, that would be good enough for now. Okay. Um, I think Kira is going to try to do that do that, and try to make herself look like Dockers. Just so you know, I did conceal Kira, Ketrel, Tommy, and Nick. Just because Ketrel and Kira can fly, Tommy is a werewolf, and Nick is sneaky as fuck. Then maybe instead, Kira might, like, I assume Anna maybe is, like, somewhere nearby. Kira might actually say to Anna, can you make yourself look like Dockers? And... I think Anna still has that item that allowed her to change appearance that we had got from the end of season two. Ah, uh, yes. I forget what it was called. The, the blooming, blooming silence. silence. And can Anna instead make herself look like Dockers to draw this thing's attention? Anna will use magic. Okay. Um, that is a 10. You could hear the shouts of this ghost pounding away at the, at the force field being like, Oh my god, do you seriously think this is going to stop me? (laughs) I hate it. I hate it so much. I love this. Anna's going to do that, make herself look like Dockers, and then, oh god, what would she say to, like, get her attention? That's a good question. I think she'd just be like, Sonoma! (laughs) (laughs) We'll manipulate someone. Um, eight. She looks you dead in the eye. Mm Mm-hmm. And then reels back and throws a punch with each word where she goes, no fucking where. And she's going to, Anna's going to try to like retreat backwards to like see if this thing will follow her. She busts through the force field on where. And then, yes, we'll begin to chase Anna. Anna's going to just try to, try to continue to draw her attention towards the, where she knows the circle is. Relaxed under pressure, Anna. Ten. Yeah, why are you so angry, bro? You know what you did. Yeah, this this makes sense. Anna, you will run basically back the way you came. I will eventually need to know what the rest of you are doing, but for now, Anna will go and drag Sonoma close enough to the trap to know that it's ahead. But you will see this, and there will be a further roll because you will see, I think, at least a, the headlights of half a dozen cars mm, cool. <clears throat> pulling up and parking scatteredly in the lot. Over Skynet and it's like, cars, 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 cars coming, cars. Can I try and deal with these cars? How? Um, I think if Theo could like run after Anna Dockers and I would like to use magic I would like to summon some monsters into the world. Which monsters? I'm imagining almost from, I don't know if I would say necessarily a fairy tale, but some book that Theo had looked at as a child. And I remember kind of like from the Grimm stories, almost like hellhounds, but they're just huge dogs, huge fangs, and they're just like rabid and like red eyes, black fur. We'll use magic. Um, that's gonna be a five. Great. This is the third time I've rolled double ones tonight. So you are running, and I do think because you are running, the incantations that you do are clumsy and incomplete, and you, like, toss your intentions out into the world, 
and this ball of energy that you've thrown strikes the ground and conjures three enormous dog beasts with glowing red eyes and glistening bone white fangs. As you run through and past them, they all perk up and begin to chase you. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Uh Uh-oh. Roll act under pressure, please. Anna, do the same to complete your plan. 10 for Anna. 11 for Theo. You are able to maintain your lead in front of them. You are aware that you are not in control of them at all. Theo! (laughs) Do you know I'm still following you? (laughs) In that case, I am going to veer off away from everything. And I hope that these things follow me. We'll manipulate someone. Um, that is an 11 again. Wherever you veer off to, they will follow you. Anna, you managed to run through this thing. Sonoma runs in after you and then smashes into the wall of the circle. And it's like, oh my god! <laughs> I think Anna's gonna drop the glamour. Yeah, sorry about that. Who even are you? God! <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> A friend of Docker's, actually. There are are a half a dozen cars emptying themselves of blue-robed, devil-masked folk, and they all see you. Great. Can Anna very, very quickly use Spirit Touched again to see what the fuck is going on with Sonoma? Yeah, roll it. 14. What I'm kind of hoping to see if I can figure out is what is keeping that control on her. Because they mentioned that her energy had been fucked with. So I think Anna's kind of trying to figure that out, if there's a way to maybe remove that or what she would need to do. So because you rolled so high, what I can tell you is the thing that she has actually become connected to that's real and would be difficult to break is the treasure machine itself. The nature of which I think without having access to the treasure machine itself, you can't quite fully understand. But that is the strongest hold that exists over her. The control they have over her is, I think, literally no deeper than straight-up hypnosis. Really? Yes. And the corruption, it's like if you were to repeatedly use a single coffee filter over and over and over and over, and eventually it would become irrevocably stained. That's the nature of the corruption, that whatever is happening, something's being pulled in and through her, and it's stained and changed her. Is there any, like, dead life or anything? Like... That's the interesting part. No. That's not what's going on here. How do I help her? Like, break this hypnosis or whatever? There's deprogramming that can be done, but likely not right now. Yeah, I think Anna does that, and then she maybe will kind of backpedal a little bit towards where the rest of everyone else is and be like, uh, incoming! I was gonna say, Yano and Nick... I think we'll take shots at these people. Okay. Then I will have Mark for Nick and Theo for Yano. Roll kick some ass. Can Tommy also shoot? Yep. Kira roll kick some ass on Tommy's behalf. Yano rolled a 12. Tommy also rolled a 12. I'm going to light a fire on the ground in front. No, not underneath them. Well, you're rolling kick some ass for Nick. Oh. But you can also do yourself. You can do something for yourself. 11 for Nick. Nice. Mark will use magic. Nine. Pick a glitch, Mark. Take one harm. Okay. And so where did you want that fire to go? Underneath the robed figures. Doesn't doesn't have to be a lot of fire, but just enough. I think it won't be able to be a lot, especially because you run forward as you can hear 
these gunshots going off and just try to spread out as much fire as you can on the ground like an oil slick, basically towards them in kind of a cone. The doing of that, like you can feel the fire making contact with the palm of your hand and spreading on your hand, and that is where the harm will happen. And the the palms of your hands will be chapped and burnt for a bit. Like, I don't know, I don't know degrees, like second degree burns. So picking things up will hurt for a while. And then a bullet from Yano will, I think, down one of these people. Ditto Tommy, ditto Nick. There are still, I think, seven of them. I think Kira, meanwhile, is uh, flying after wherever Theo was running off to to give her some help. Love that. I'm fine. This is this is fine. <laughs> it's, I'm fine! <laughs> like anime running away from... <laughs> I'm just dealing with the consequences of my own actions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which, uh, speaking of things, I'd like to use my not-my-fault move. Okay. I know it's been a while, but I can act under pressure when I'm dealing with the consequences of my own spellcasting. To do what? Maybe just straight up dispel them or just try to keep the continue to be out of their reach. Roll act under pressure and add one. It's 12. So with that roll, you fully lose them. Like you skid behind something and you hear them run past you. I am hiding behind a tree, heavy breathing, like... (sighs) 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 Can Kira maybe then see that that's okay? She'll be like, maybe just like look down at Theo and just be like, you good? What? <laughs> oh. <laughs> is she still like invisible right now, by the way? Because she's still got this glamour up or just kind of like blurry around her. Yeah. Okay. I think then she's going to like maybe try to see if she can pick off one of these people running up and just like out of the sky, just <laughs> <laughs> like pick them up. I'm going to call that roll kick some ass. That's uh, a 10. Okay. I think the glamour will disappear, but you will just like pop out of nothing, wings spread, and grab somebody and just fly them into the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think she will just kind of get up high and then unceremoniously just drop them. <laughs> Hell yeah. Then pick your advantage. Do more harm, take less harm. Oh, I want to inflict more harm. Then they will, as you drop them, be able to spin around and get off around to their shotgun. Shotguns, I think, are three harm. Yes. So I take one harm. Is he dead? You bring this person up into the sky. You drop them. They get off a shot of their shotgun at you. They're falling unceremoniously, as you put it, towards the ground. Just before they hit, there is a blink of a blinding flash of light, and they are gone. Oh, fuck you. (laughs) They can teleport if they're in danger, remember? No, they can be teleported. Ah, okay. I think here's like, fucking damn it. I think the same thing is going to happen to all of the roped burning people. The same thing is going to happen to the person that Anna is pointing a gun at right now. And instead of all of these people, a 12 foot tall, ripped, shirtless, pale blue horned figure is going to be standing in the parking lot. I assume this is Thugamon. Thugamon. <laughs> I think Kira's just kind of like flapping her wings in the air, just like looking at this little shit, this big shit, and uh, it's just like, God damn it. Why do those who fight in my name fail so today? Because your cult sucks, Anna says from the ground. 
And a real kick some ass. I'm remembering that they are proud and fickle creatures. That is a 10. He looks at you and his gaze like makes as if to shove you backwards. Mm -hmm. Some of the grass and soil beneath your feet comes loose and flies away, but you are able to remain standing upright. (sighs) Okay. Maybe not a great idea to piss him off, Hannah. You have something that we want. He will fully ignore you and walk over to the glowing ghost, the tip of your spear buried in the ground. This is who would carry my banner. This is who would be my heralds. At this point, I think Gale is going to come huffing and puffing out of the cemetery. Just fix him with a deadly gaze. He's going to look at her and his eyes, which are like the iris is a very pale blue. The sclera is a much paler blue. And the pupil is only a slightly less pale blue. And he looks at her and he goes, And she sticks two fingers in her mouth and she does one of those super high-pitched whistles. And then you could hear some thumping back and forth from the truck. What are you guys doing? I think Kira is like looking to see if she sees anything that's like this heat sink thing, like to figure out if it's here. Like, can she investigate maybe or something to see if there's anything like that on his person? I can tell you without investigating that no, it is not on his person. Okay. I was wondering if Theo could do sympathetic token. On what? To do what? The bones to locate the rest of the bones, particularly the treasure machine. Is that a role? I think she gets plus one to to using magic when she has a sympathetic token is how it works, right? Yep. As long as you carry a personal object belonging to someone, such as a lock of hair, a full set of toenails, or a treasured family heirloom, you get plus one ongoing to use magic against them. You can also use magic against them at a distance if you try to use magic against them and miss the token is lost and destroyed. So I guess I'm just trying like a tracking spell, a locating spell. Mm -hmm. Locate the rest of her. Okay, I'll allow that. Well, no. Why? Because when you do that, you place your hands on this pile of bones. Your concentration is broken by the abrupt snapping of enormous fingers. And you can hear this giant form go, ah, 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 ah. And then he like crouches down, elbows on knees. What do you think is happening here? We're trying to kick your ass. But you seem to want to talk all of a sudden. How is he close to Theo or Mm -hmm. in like touching distance? I mean, to him, maybe not to you. I want to try something insane. I want to run at him and try and like grab him. I want to know your whole plan. I want to try and grab him and use my memory spell. Woof. I mean, Johnny, would that work or else I have a plan B and C? I mean, it'll work if it works. What do you want me to say? I'm wondering if if Anna could maybe help out with this because she knows that they are proud and fickle creatures. I think she literally wants to just piss this guy off to like maybe help Theo by giving a distraction. Okay. Theo roll like under pressure to run up to him. Anna roll help out. And Theo subtract one. Why? Astral vision. Ah, fuck. Forgot I had that. Fine. Word on the street is you got some daddy issues. Anna rolled a 10 to help out. So you get plus one. Theo rolled a 14. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. 
I think he will like turn to Anna and point a finger at her, which will knock you over. Mm-hmm. I think she, I don't know if you heard, but she said. I did hear, and so did he. <laughs> and he's going to go, my father never had a tenth the power that I, and then Theo, you like climb up and use his knee to jump off of and grab him by the head and horn mm-hmm. and roll use magic. Okay, I'm going to use my plus one, 12. Okay. What exactly are you trying to do here? I'm guessing that like wiping his memory is not a possibility. Not 100%. Okay. I'm kind of wondering if I could remove his like memory of who he's supposed to protect. So like his followers and Sonoma. Here's what I think makes sense. As Gail intimated... There is a moment of schism within Thugamon and his followers when he went from what their plan initially was to deciding we can just steal that thing and then I can have it easy and free. With your role, which was unacceptably good, you could go back to then and take out everything since. Like the humanity or the like wanting to rule the world. You could make him forget about his treasure machine. I'll do that. That makes sense. So you do that, and all of you hear, like, echoing to the point where it shakes the trees. You hear Thugamon's grunts and curses that gradually fade in intensity until they are just sort of yawps of uncertainty. And then the wall flies off of the van Gale drove here in, and out scrambles like a frantic gorilla this pale thing with its enormous hands, muscles, and head. And it starts running towards the Ogre Prince. And he turns to look at it a little bit confused. And then he just mutters, My princeling. And the thing running at him, its eyes go wide, and it trips and skids to land at his feet. And he will bend down to pick it up like a little baby and cradle it in his arms. And then you guys will see Gale walk out of the trees, confused, and then she'll like haltingly go, um, and it will catch Thugamon's attention and he'll look up at her and then he'll look down at the princeling and go, did you? And she will just nod very enthusiastically. (laughs) And then he'll hold a hand out to her. And I think his hands are the size that she will climb into it. And then the three of them will disappear. They would have jumped off from the back. They <laughs> 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 was not going with them. <laughs> um, I think Anna, like, <laughs> is just kind of, like, looks around, like, f- from where they were. Well, fucking hell, that was pretty cool. What'd you just do? What you told me never to do. Oh, that's less cool then. But it was for, I mean, it was against a ogre. You did good, Theo. Yeah? Yeah. Now we have this to deal with. Anna points at Sonoma and is trapped in the circle. She's still, like, angry. I think she's, like, sat down on her butt and, like, stretched out her legs in front of her and is, like, leaning back like a grumpy kid. I think Anna might start flipping through her book then to see if she there's anything maybe about in there about the hypnosis how to break it. She's been sort of hypnotized. That's how they're controlling her. If we can break that, I think we can at least sort of make a connection to whatever's still there. I mean, 
I might be able to help you. I know how to dispel a magical effect. And you know who knows a thing or two about mind control? Mark and Kira. Yeah. I don't think there's a spell in there about unhypnotizing someone. Well, then Kira might go up to the circle. Just kind of look at Anna. She's like, it's it's just a hypnot- hypnotism thing. Yeah, that's that's what it is. And then Kira will sort of get a level with Sonoma and kind of sit on the ground. Sonoma, I think there's somebody that would like to talk to you. And then I think she will just say with her mental dominion, whatever hold is on you, awaken. Roll it. 13. Okay. I think, Mark, you'll get a little scratch at your door. Um, hey, hey, boy. Yeah? If the sparks are done flying and all, you mind if I go for a walk out there? It's all yours, buddy. Okay. Does it work? Uh, yeah. Tell her what you, what do you want to tell her to do. I don't know what she would need to say to do it, but the one of her holds, she would want to just straight up break the break the hypnotism. You couldn't break it. You could just sort of slap on your own is really how this works. Then I think Kira might say, I want to talk with Sonoma, the real you. Okay. That's a good first. That's a good opening gambit. What's your second thing? Do you know where they've got the treasure machine? I think as you are saying that, pale green mist behind you is going to gradually form itself into a human shape that's going to like walk up to the circle and Dockers is going to put both his hands on it like it's a glass barrier, which to him it kind of is. And Sonoma will, I think, scramble to her feet and run up to the glass barrier through the barrier on the other side. Oh my god, Dockers, is it really you? Now I have to switch between the two of them. This is horrible. Why did I do this? <laughs> <laughs> it's me, babe. I stuck around. I couldn't find you. I couldn't find you either. And I think I even lost myself. It's all right. We're home now. And then she'll like look down at her hands. The daggers that she had laced in her fingers will evaporate into smoke. And she'll just be like... I don't think I am home. I think I may never be able to go home again. That's all right, babe. Wherever you are, that's where I belong. Then they'll like put a hand on the circle that they can't quite touch each other. And then she'll like look away for a second and be like, why is there like some gnarly bitch voice in my head that tells me to do stuff? Oh, is it in her? The heat sink? Can I tell you something stupid? They sent me out for blood, like, over and over. But the thing they're feeding doesn't even use blood. It's powered by me. Executive producer Johnny Crow. This has been The Monster's Playbook, featuring John Wander as Mark Clayton, Lauren Johnson as Anna and Kira Ashwood, Maya Dutchin Wander as Theo Nessos, and Johnny Grubb as literally everybody else. Our theme song is by me, Johnny Grubb. The Monster's Playbook is produced and engineered by Maya Dutchin Wander and edited by Maya Dutchin Wander and Lauren Johnson. If you like this episode, please tell a friend. We love friends. You can find The Monster's Playbook on the social network of your choice. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Blue Sky. 
you can also hang out with us on our Discord. And if you like what we're doing, please consider supporting us on Patreon. We'll see you next episode where, as always, I'll have some good news and some bad news. Thanks for listening. It's like blood, but for ghosts. So if you can use blood to like magically find somebody, maybe you can use ectoplasm to find a ghost. Yeah, you can tell that um, the ectoplasm, he did like the typing uh, test and it's type. Ooh. Oh my God, I fucking hate you. <laughs> I am doing great with comedy this session, you guys. Are you? <laughs>